0: Podular Modcast is made possible by Patchwork Seattle, After Later Audio, and listeners such as yourself. If you would like to keep these conversations coming each week, please visit patreon.com forward slash Podular Modcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Eschatonic Modular. Eschatonic Modular is solely focused on the design and development of the finest, sexiest, and easiest-to-install modular synthesizer cabinet, hardware, and power solutions for DIY and professional case builders. To learn more, please visit eschatonicmodular.com. Hello and welcome back to Podular Modcast. My name is Tim Held and we are inching closer and closer each week to episode 100 and two years of Podular Modcast, which is pretty crazy. Um, It feels like I just started the podcast, but it also feels like I've been doing it forever. Um, It's a strange, strange feeling. But what I really am most excited about is that I'm still so passionate about doing the show, and I'm still enjoying doing it. Because uh, when I started it, I was kind of thinking, I want to do it for at least a year and 50 episodes. And now I'm doubled, you know, doubled that original goal. And I'm still excited about it. So um, and I think one of the reasons I'm still excited about it is because so many of you out there are still listening to it. So thank you so much. It's uh, a lot of a lot more listeners since 2020 started. And I don't know how that happened or why that happened. But I'm happy about it. So if you're kind of new to the show, thanks for coming on board. I'm hoping to, uh, to keep it going and hope that you continue to enjoy it. This week we have Mitch Lance on the show. He's from Empress Effects. He was in town doing some demonstrations at Patchworks on the Zoya and the Eurorack version of Zoya, the Euro Bureau. Both are extremely robust and unique and um, just amazing uh, pieces of equipment, I have the zoya right now, and it 's it 's crazy how much how how many functions it has, and just how powerful it is it 's a lot of fun to use so if you 're cur- curious about that. Um, I do have a a video that I made about it on my YouTube page. In fact, everything you hear behind me right now is a guitar going through uh, two different effects chains on Zoya, and uh, my buddy Greg Markle from Recovery Effects tipped me off to the uh, the amp simulator, the cabinet simulator on Zoya, because I usually, when I play guitar with my modular and stuff, I just go direct in, and now with this tone simulator, it sounds so much better. But uh, one of these tracks has uh, tremolo and reverb, and then the other, I'm actually using the granular uh, effect on it um, that's giving it kind of that really choppy, almost helicopter type sound, um, and now that's going through a different reverb. So uh, yeah, I'm just really, really loving this for effects, but uh, we'll get into some synth stuff too in a moment. Anyways, back to our guest. Mitch is an awesome dude. He, uh, he came and he stayed at Ellison Wolf's house. We all know Ellison from Waveform Magazine. Um, Ellison is actually going to co-host with me today. So... This is his fourth time on the show, third time as a co host. And he's gonna talk about issue three of Waveform, which is coming out soon. And then at the end of the show, they do a patch challenge together, which is pretty fun. So, what you hear right now, uh, this drum beat I made on Zoya, and then um, that crazy bass line is actually my bass guitar going through a preset that I found on Zoya. It was way too cool not to use um and then fading up behind that soon there's going to be a little like sine wave uh synth line what's really cool about zoya is you can set it up you can use an external midi controller or you can set up a sequencer and program uh you know up to 32 steps of a sequence but then you can use the buttons um of the sequencer to play like a keyboard so if you set it up in a certain key, you know, set up your scale or your mode or whatever, you can kind of be your own human random, um, or you can play lines. So that's what's going to be going on for the next few minutes here. Before we get into anything serious, I just want to I want to share with you uh, the, my birthday weekend, how cool my birthday weekend was. And um, the reason I'm going to is because it's very musical-related, very modular-related. Um, first up, Hannah got me a 65 reissue of a Dan Electro guitar, which I've always liked Dan Electro. And this is my favorite Dan Electro I've ever played. It's got these beautiful lipstick, uh, single coil pickups on it. So it's, it's a sound that I've been looking for, but haven't been able to get in guitar because I've got a Les Paul, which I love, but I just, I wanted a different tone and this has the tone that I wanted. And it's just, it looks so good too. I mean, it's you know, like when form and function meet, oh, it's great. Um, also I got two custom modules from two friends this weekend, um, two, two things that only one, there's only one of them in the entire world. Uh, the first one is, is kind it actually doesn't function. (laughs) My friend Jenny took, uh, one of my pod mod blanks without me knowing, and she screen printed, uh, this like cartoonized picture of me on it and put some knobs and switches in some pretty funny places. And, uh, if you go to my Instagram, you can see a picture of it. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous, but I have it wrapped up in my system now and it's, uh, it makes me laugh every time I see it. And the second custom module is actually one that is highly functional. Um, I've told you about my friend David Lutz quite a few times, I think on the show, he, uh, He's one of the most talented synthesists and songwriters that I know. He's one of my closest friends. He's been working on some modules for his upcoming uh, modular company, LEC. It doesn't have any uh, web presence or anything, so yeah, hopefully it will soon. But um, he's been working on all sorts of different ideas. And a while back, we were talking about mixers and what I wanted from a mixer and uh yeah it was just one of our many modular conversations and i didn't know that he had kind of stored that away in his brain and went to work and so the other night he showed up he gave me a gift bag i opened it up and uh it was a modular module sized box and i'm like this this guy went and bought me a module Why? like that's a crazy gift and it was even crazier i opened it up and at the top it says gordon which is my middle name and I look at it and it has his his logo LEC on it and it's an 8 channel mixer exactly what I want in a mixer you can pan each channel and each channel has two sends each have stereo returns and the mixer itself has stereo outputs 22 hp so it is it is exactly what I wanted as a mixer and it's named after me so it's kind of weird to say that you could get a little misty eyed when somebody gives you a module for your birthday, but yeah, I kind of, kind of got a little choked up and it was just uh very meaningful to me. And, uh, yeah, there's a picture of it on my Instagram, so you can go check it out and it will be in many videos from here on out. Um, but please go check that out. If this sounds like anything that you're interested in, he's not sure if he's actually going to like produce these. He made it for me and he's like, you know, try it out and see what you think. Um, so if it looks and seems like something you're interested, go throw a comment on there so he can see and he can uh, maybe start making them and release them someday soon. Um, but yeah, the the birthday weekend was great. On top of all the stuff that I got, all the cool, weird stuff that I got, um, I got to spend some quality time with some of my best friends down at my friend Stephen Steven and Jenny's house. Uh, it's where the grand piano is. I've told you about it, and you've seen pictures of it if you've been listening to the show long enough. And I brought my my, uh, my modular down there and my guitars, and my friend Jeffrey brought his guitars down. He brought his SG, which he has drop-tuned A, and his life pedal from Earthquaker Devices, which is like this fuzz octave pedal that was developed with the band Sun. Um, so yeah, we we had some pretty pretty wicked jams and it was a lot of fun. Um, so yes. And thank you to all for your birthday wishes. It meant, uh, it was, it was a good one and it means a lot to hear from you. So in summation, all this is to say that I think the meaning of life is (laughs) that took a hard turn. Um, but, but truthfully, I think, I think maybe the meaning of life is just sharing quality time with people that you care about and that care about you. And, uh, You know, it's, it's sometimes we lose sight of that and sometimes we get bummed out and we start isolating and, you know, and, uh, I tell you, that's, that's just, that's just, there's nothing worse than, uh, than feeling bummed out than to totally isolate yourself. I understand sometimes you need to, you need to go into a bunker mode for a little bit, but, uh, don't stay there too long. Um, get out there and spend some time with the people that you care about. All right, I'm going to step out of the sentimental ring. I just want to remind everybody that everything you've heard so far has been uh, from the Zoya, whether it's a guitar through the Zoya, a bass through the Zoya, or me playing some sort of synth thing with the buttons or some sort of patch that is just generating sound like the one that you hear right now. Um, I have to admit that the one that you hear right now, I actually didn't make it. It is one of the presets. um, But one of the cool things about Zoya is you go through the presets to find kind of like... Uh, inspiration for patches and so I I do that a lot and then I end up deconstructing them and rebuilding them in my own way. This one I just liked way too much and uh, yeah it's just too pretty to not use. So uh, yeah again everything is from the Zoya. We're going to talk about the Zoya with Mitch here in a moment but first I want to tell you about some uh, releases that are coming out and then we're going to get into the chat. And I just want to warn you that this first release that we're about to talk about is uh, quite a left turn from what you hear playing behind my voice right now. (laughs) so this is my buddy cole bratcher from here in seattle and this is uh this is from his project called hectopode and uh yeah as you can hear it's pretty heavy but this is modular metal uh, i guess i don't know if that's what he would call it i hope that's okay cole but yeah go to hectopode.bandcamp.com to uh, check out this three song ep that's H e c t o p o d e dot bandcamp com. H e c t o p o d e dot bandcamp com. Thanks for sharing this, Cole. And this next release is actually one from me and my friend Tess. It's called Tim and Tess Stutterpunk. It is a four-song EP that will be released this Friday on Bandcamp. I'll put a link in the show description. Um, yeah, we started this over five years ago. We finished it three years ago, and now we're just releasing it. Um, <laughs> I don't know why we sat on it so long. I think because we're both busy in our own uh, own projects. But yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, this is all pre-modular. Um, but yeah, it was, it was uh, really fun, and it's some of my favorite music that I've made. This feels super boring starting it because like we're having a normal conversation and then I push record and then I'm like, we're here. Well, Hi
1: there Tim, it is really
0: nice to be talking to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you recognize that voice, that's Ellison. We're at Waveform headquarters. <laughs> yeah. Because uh Mitch Lance, right? That's how you say Lance. Lance Lance. I guess so. Mitch Lance from uh Empress is up staying in town. But before we get into Mitch's chat, because Ellison's gonna help us out, I wanna hear about waveform. What's up with waveform? What's what's the scoop? What's dish?
1: Well, you can tell by the, our lavish <laughs> headquarters that we are thriving. Uh. Uh, uh, issue number three goes to print tomorrow, actually. Okay. So we're finishing up that, which you know is coming along well. And um, yeah, we're, there are a couple of new changes. We're actually going to a paid subscription after this, this issue. Oh, you are? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because we have over 7,000 subscribers, and uh, we've kind of reached this weird threshold that if we get any more it's almost like you go under because we can't afford it, you yeah. know? And it's like you can't really just keep raising the rates on for advertisements. So, uh, yeah, and no, nobody's been getting paid. None of the writers, none right. of anybody. So it's like this will kind of free a lot of that up. But it, and beyond that, too, it's going to help us. We want to expand the music review section, so that's going to that's going to get a lot bigger. The gear review section, the interviews are going to get longer. We're going to do a perfect binding, so it's like a nicer quality. The paper is FCS certified, so it's... Uh, yeah, it's more. It's a sustainable paper. A lot of cool things actually, and cool. we. I outlined this in uh, mm. in the editor's letter, the upcoming issue, which should be released in like. It'll probably be out in about two weeks, I think.
0: The it'll be out into the. Okay. Yeah. It so, be. so as of as of recording this, just with the uh, this the release schedule of uh, the podcast, it'll be uh, it'll be very close to when you're li- the you're, uh, very close to when you're listening to it right now. Oh, cool. Yeah, because.
1: Just, yeah. yeah,
0: it's cool. So yeah, it'll be out uh, mid-February, mid. To yeah. Early late. Is there such thing as an early late February?
1: February is only twenty-eight days. <laughs> that's so true. It is. So if you a miss time. the twenty-eight days, you're just late. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, but that's what's going on with Waveform. It's uh, yeah, we're really pumped. This next issue is awesome. The interviews are great. They get tons of gear reviews. Like we have, I think the first issue we had three music reviews. The second issue we had six, and this one we have. Well, actually, they're not quite done yet. We'll have, like, 13 or 14. Okay. And then hopefully by issue number four, I mean, we'd like to almost double that. Still have, like, 25. And we want to make that, like, a real resource, actually. Because mm-hmm. everybody that is in a modular obviously makes music.
0: Yeah, and there's not a whole lot of, air. like, how do you get, the, what's the press There's
1: no it? outlet. Yeah. Yeah, there's none. And so we're also changing that policy, too, because up until now, it's, it was all physical format. So if you didn't have a physical format, we wouldn't review it. But we're changing that. So okay. So it's like, you know... We'll see how that goes because, I mean, there are a lot of albums released and it's hard to keep track. Yeah. But uh, we're going to do our best.
0: Cool. Yeah. Well, that sounds like fun. I appreciate Mm -hmm. you hosting and co-hosting. Hosting Hosting. Hosting the recording of and then co-hosting. So what brings you to Seattle, Mitch? Um,
2: I'm just here for the weekend. I did a workshop at Patchworks Mm -hmm. yesterday and played a show last night. It was fun. Both of them were
0: great. It was really cool to see, uh, like... We'll, we'll definitely spend some time talking about Zoya here in a bit, but it was it was cool to see somebody who's, you know, really well versed in it. You know, like Ellison and I were sitting next to each other watching it, and you did you you were just doing some stuff, and we were like, oh, I hadn't even thought of using it in that way, um, because it's so versatile. So it was, that was really cool. Um, and then your set was really fun. It was cool to finally get out and see some music, and uh, yeah, you did like a forty-five minute weird ambient set with some like a really old Captain Hook Peter Pan movie playing in the background yeah
2: I didn't yeah. set up the movie but hopefully yeah. <laughs> it, you know those things tend to just kind of go together somehow every time I've um, played
0: to random film footage behind me I've had like three people come up and be like dude it was weird it was like synced up and I was like I think if you just play music to anything like in the background it's good. there's gonna be cool and moments. you're on drugs it's yeah and if you take um so yeah, what where where did music first grab you? When did you know that you were a musician and what did you start on?
2: Um you know, I started playing guitar, I think. Before that, I mean, I I feel like I was music was always a big part of my life as like a kid. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was making tapes at like twelve. Like mixing. Pressing, pressing record, uh-huh. you know, like in my bedroom. Um was pretty introverted as a kid, so and I grew up in, like, Oklahoma, okay. so um, I spent a lot of time alone listening to the radio. <laughs> yeah, and, um, Yeah. so I started, you know, just sitting next to the radio waiting to press record on tapes uh-huh. to, like, make my tape mixes as a kid, and um, I always thought of, I always considered myself as, like, an artist or some kind of, like, outsider artist as a kid, I guess, you Uh know, Um, because, like, I felt very disconnected from the people around me, Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought I'd be really be, like, a painter, actually, Uh, when I was a kid. I didn't start playing playing music until I was, like, 21.
0: Oh, really? Okay.
2: Um, Yeah, and I started with guitar. Um, I'm actually, I'm left-handed, so... I play guitar the right-handed because uh-huh. that was all of them was around. Yeah. <laughs> and like anybody that's that's left-handed, I would, starting guitar, I would say like play a left-handed guitar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Like don't don't st- learn on a right-handed guitar. Cuz like my brother my little brother started playing the exact same time I did and then like we got together like maybe a year later and were playing guitar and, you know, he was like so much better than me. He was like shredding <laughs> and I'm like, still can't keep rhythm with his like, uh, whatever. So, you know, i always play guitar on, off and on. Um, did you ever try to pick
0: up a left-handed guitar and
2: only like five years later uh-huh. did I realize that that's why he was so much better. Okay. Why I think, cause he probably practiced the same amount of time. Yeah. But that's I was. I didn't make the connection for like five years. Okay. Yeah, they're not that common. Um,
1: it's not like everybody has one, so you can try it out. Mm-hmm. Or yeah.
2: No, I. I don't think I'd even picked one up. Hmm. Um,
0: Do you play left-handed now when you play guitar? No, no I still play it's right-handed. Just, yeah, it's it's too late.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. That was.
0: So I. My dad's left-handed, and he doesn't play guitar, but he got a guitar, and so I strung it up for him left-handed, and. Um, I've been playing, you know, almost 30 years. Not quite. No, like. 25, 26 years, and I tried playing left-handed, and I I cannot do it. It's so, it's oh, yeah. it's, and then it's weird because I'm like, oh yeah, this is what it's like to learn how to play guitar. Like it's if if you play guitar and you want to feel like what it's like to like totally start over, just it's, it. it's crazy. It's crazy how much different it is. Um, yeah. So what kind of mute? Like okay, so you're you're an outsider artist feeling good <laughs> I at, at a really an young age, kid. like an emo, like a, <laughs> but in Oklahoma. <laughs> Like, well, what kind of outlets did you have to find the kind of stuff you're into? Because I, I imagine um, you didn't have a... Like, was it, like, MTV? Like, Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I guess how old like, were you? Do you have access to the internet at that? Or think, yeah,
2: I remember the internet was around, but it wasn't, like, that big of a deal. There was a... Yeah. Uh, you know, I think there was... What well, was... Napster. Napster, yeah. yeah okay, so we so were probably like, the same
0: age then, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think we are. Yeah. But, uh, we, uh... I remember my brother was really into just, like, downloading tracks on Napster, but I was still more into, like, making tape records at the... Or tape records. Uh I was making tape mixes at Uh that time. So, like, I don't know. The Napster thing, I guess I was, like, a year... I was only a year older, and he was, like, way more into the computer music than I was Mm -hmm. even... Or, like, Napster and getting music on there. And I still, like, wanted the analog stuff. I guess, like,
0: like, where... Did you have some older, like, some... I feel like Uh, it was just the radio. It was just the radio? Okay.
2: Yeah, and I mean, even, like, as a kid, I feel like it was ingrained, like, in me that you can't make a living being creative. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because there was, like, no one...
1: You mean by your parents?
2: Yeah, them and, um, like, just, like, collectively. Yeah. You know, there's no one, like, in this small Oklahoma town that's successfully doing anything creative yeah. that I know, mm-hmm. or I see. And so, and like, yeah, my my dad didn't, re- I mean, I think my mom reinforced that belief.
1: Well, what did your parents quite- do?
2: Um, my dad was an optometrist, and my mom was actually, she, she was an antique dealer. So, okay. she she was kind of, she had this like, quirky little store in town, but she's still, also, I don't think it was very uh, lucrative. So that probably reinforced her, (laughs) her belief that you can,
0: I didn't, I I mean, I knew people did it, but I I was just, I forgot who I was talking to recently, but, um, I think it was actually Kevin Ricks. Who's also from Colorado. Um, just like, I didn't realize until I started doing this podcast and talking to so many people that like, Oh, there's a lot of people out there that are like doing stuff that they love for a living. And making it like in like some sort of creative endeavor, and I was like you. I just thought it was like it was rock star or bust, yeah, you know. Right, like, and that just doesn't exist anymore, really. Yeah, so totally. It's, yeah. So it's nice to yeah, now it's a YouTuber down. or bust. Yeah, yeah. YouTuber <laughs> Shit, <right? laughs> uh, So so what was what was the stuff you were listening to? It was like classic rock stations or grunge yeah, or yeah, alternative. Yeah, You know, it was like metal. the ni-
2: alternative, yeah, like '90s whatever was on the radio yeah. at the time. Um
0: who were some of your vans? Um, like twelve years old, what were like your, your twelve years vans? old, I think my first CDs Deep six dude yep. Eve Six. I fucking loved Eve <laughs> Six when I was a kid. Right. Yeah, I think like it's I rains think, a lot. Yeah. I mean I was I was thirteen. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I they had like this Clearwater it was Clearwater Radio, basically. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. The, Is that Clear Channel clear clear Channel? Clear yeah. water, whatever. That's- yeah. Just uh, big,
0: this, yeah, big it's like this, of, like, yeah, Everclear, clear
2: world. They they owned all the radio stations. Right, like, right yeah, clear
0: channel. Yeah. That's yeah.
2: Uh, well, So I can, was,
0: yeah, I think they even did like, didn't they own like MTV and everything? I don't still, know, maybe, yeah, it was like, it was like, pretty much everything. They were controlling, yeah,
2: yeah, they control the world now. Yeah, well, actually, I think they're, it's they're still, mega corporation, yeah, they're they,
0: radio, they, and... they
2: determine who gets elected to the presidency
0: and uh right yeah and if you want to take over PodMod Clearwater I, could, I will take the money I was going to say what's your price what's <laughs> yeah. the price tag um, pretty low it's, it's, not, it's not a lot um, like I've I've just been putting out into the universe for like the last six years like I don't think it's too much to ask I just want five million dollars yeah, that's, that's all that's I true. want just like five million and I'll make it work from that
1: there. that is way undervalued in Podular
0: Modcast I oh, mean no, you're
1: that's... giving it away for five million
0: dollars <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, I wasn't selling it for $5 million. I, I just want that lump sum. But oh. Clear Channel, $5 million a year for PodMod. I think it's worth it. Got, they got the money.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm bringing this to the people. <laughs> it's all about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you're, you're making mixtapes.
1: Wait, wait, wait. You still didn't answer that question. Yeah, I What's want to know bad? who your bands were. Oh, right. Yeah. Like,
2: oh, all the, yeah, all those bands. There's no one it, particularly uh, ground. I liked Beck, Yeah. I actually. Yeah. Game. Yeah.
0: Um, There's always a couple that like you st- like, that still hold on like you're, like you're right. not too embarrassed. Like I'm no, not gonna, I mean, I'm not going to go around being like Eve 6 is the best. I mean game. I definitely
2: watched Lind Biscuit Life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um they, dude, had, they had brutal <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> and you live to tell the tale <laughs> dude when, like, like small like was it kind of a small town I yeah
2: mean... it was uh, I drove to Tulsa or, like don't, my don't parents... blame it
1: on Oklahoma you like to live Yeah, that's yeah brutal. I
0: mean that's not... the George Michael cover was good and, yeah. we were talking about this last night no, actually on... and the uh, I like yeah. George Michael.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, George Michael's great, but yeah. I wasn't exposed to George Michael because he wasn't on the Clear Channel. All right, yeah. That's Right, because he doesn't
1: fit their profile. Right.
2: Yeah. They couldn't get him at, at Edgefest. Fest. That was the festival. <laughs> uh, I
1: never even like, heard
2: of it. <laughs> well, it was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and they got all the Clear Channel acts to, nice. you know, like Limp Bizkit. And That's how was End, playing. Right. we had N
0: Fest yeah. here, 107.7. Crazy. Um, I never saw a Limp Bizkit, but I did see... Uh, Saw Blink 182 a few times. Foo Fighters. I played with them
1: once. Blink 182. Really? I played a festival once in Vermont. It's like the same deal, you know. It was Blink 182, Goldfinger. No, bands. I saw Goldfinger a couple ben times. Ben Harper. Uh, oh, weird. Uh, Catherine Wheel, which were they were amazing. I got to stand on the side of the the stage and watch them. They were they were so good. But and uh, G Love and Special Sauce. But it was so bizarre. And it, there might have even been another band. But the weirdest thing is like the people. I hate to use this word but I was like no, I won't use it. It's derogatory. I was gonna say townies, but it's not, <laughs> but it's really not it. It's just like the people that, you know, just didn't have that much exposure, mm-hmm. they would go crazy for like oh, Goldfinger yeah. or Blink one eighty two. Dude, I went, I
0: went crazy for Goldfinger when I was twelve or thirteen and so real big nice. fish. I was actually oh, talking God. with Alex from WMD about real big fish and, and goldfinger and punk rock. So. I mean, I'm not proud of my musical taste as a kid, but I just wasn't I mean, exposed to cool stuff. is right. what it is.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it develops, you know. Yeah. You're like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. That's like all you. You. That's what you get.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: You yeah. Know? It's totally like. You, I mean, you're lucky if you get Goldfinger. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and there's always like that. There's those like older siblings of friends. Mm-hmm. You always like. There's maybe one cool one, that like lets you in on the secret, like, oh, all that radio shit Definitely. sucks. And that's when you start, like, kind of going... That's when right. my path started down. Well,
1: they're, they're, like, in college, and they're like, dude, Bob Marley. <laughs> <laughs> about me, like,
0: Bob
1: Marley. And you don't even like it, but you're like, yeah, I love Bob
2: Marley. <laughs> yeah, actually, it sounds better because it's just something different. Yeah. Totally. Well, well mine
0: like... was, was uh, Descendants and oh, yeah. Danzig era misfits. That's okay. what, like, started my... My path away from the beaten—I mean, even though that's still pretty beaten path now—but like in Roslyn, Washington, in 1997 or whatever. Like,
1: well, it yeah, opens yeah, your it was, world because yeah. then you, you realize you're like, wait, if there are alternatives to the mainstream for music, what other alternatives are out there for
0: the rest of the world? Mm-hmm, Shoes,
1: yeah. cars, whatever. I don't know, yeah, movies. movies. Yeah, big, yeah, big time. Yeah,
0: but it's weird because that path. I was talking to with, with Greg about this because um, Greg's like the generation, you know, he's like. I don't. Maybe not quite ten years older than me, but you know, he's he's just. We we grew up at different times. Though, like, and uh, the time that was like the most influential time for me as a teenager, what I was listening to was the time that he like was at the age where you're too cool for what's going on popular, and you so you like missed it all. And and mine was like the two thousand to two thousand ten. Like pop culture is just a black hole to me. I don't. I can't tell you what was, like really going on in the pop like so you and greg culture. can't
1: really like last <clears throat> on like
0: well everything like, that I, yeah, yeah <laughs> well, like we can't bond over blink 182's dude ranch uh. <laughs> or, or enema of the state <laughs> yeah well see the enema say that's where i started like that's where i think my taste started to develop i was like this is fucking stupid Yeah, and um, I started turning my back on that. I think so. And uh, Blood Biscuit's second album. We were talking about this last night. No, that was like the third. I I think at uh,
2: that point they were actually trying to lose fans. Right.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It was (laughs) was Significant Other. I think was the name of this album. We had like Mookie, and I. It came out because I loved that three dollar bill y'all album, (laughs) and then that other one came out, and I was. It was just so corny, and even as a kid. I was like this, but I wouldn't uh, let myself admit it. But I was like, this is corny. I don't like this. And then, after like six months, I just realized it's like, well, that band that I thought was really cool actually fucking sucks. So,
2: I think that like, I I don't want to spend too much time on the biscuit here. um,
1: (laughs) In how much they've influenced you, I'm embarrassed.
2: But like, George Michael's, I never even listened. I don't think I knew it was a cover like, of, I didn't either that's, yeah. that's
1: a weird phenomenon too I remember when right. I heard Higher Ground which is a Stevie Wonder song mm-hmm. and I heard the Chili Pepper and I was like this is a cool song and somebody's like dude that is a Stevie Wonder song and I was like Stevie who you know yeah like,
0: well yeah when you're when you're like you know pre-teen you don't yeah. you don't know what's yeah. going on like yeah. I yeah I thought Faith was their song too and I thought Higher Ground was their song and I thought uh Roller Coaster Love was also oh yeah like Chili Peppers so you know but, yeah
2: but It was, it was just cool to have someone screaming, um, Uh and like, uh...
0: He felt your, you felt his
2: pain, he felt yours. Actually, it, but he wasn't like trying to transmit pain, it was just like... Like twelve, year he's like embodying Fred Durst is embodying twelve year old angst totally as like yeah. a twenty something year old man. Uh huh. Um, <laughs>
1: Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. he's
2: Way behind his time. Like he yeah. could, he could talk. He knew how to talk to twelve year olds. Uh
0: huh. So like, yeah. You know.
1: That's so crazy that twelve year olds look at Fred Durst as like an elder. Dude, person. I bought a
0: red fitted baseball <laughs> because of fucking my base. brother did too. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't yeah. have. It's like the the like professional. Oh, got that. it doesn't just have. Just Snaps, yeah. Well yeah. is that the
1: difference between like if somebody was cool and somebody who's not Oh
0: yeah, cool? was yeah, like when I was a kid, if, you, if your hat wasn't wow. fitted, you were that wasn't like you that wasn't cool. Like that, that was it through. was before trucker hats became cool again. Yeah. yeah. So you could if you didn't like I wouldn't even consider a hat if it wasn't fitted. Wow. Wouldn't even consider
1: it. I just wore a beanie. Yeah, I, I Don't mean worry about
2: it. Well you had to wear it backwards, and if you had the little strip yeah. and then your Your head showing, it would just look dumb. Yeah, like
0: that weird tan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And actually, before trucker hats came back, like, it was really nerdy to wear the netted hats. Like, you wouldn't be caught dead. Like, if you, and then in your little league, you could always tell which, which teams had the more money getting donated to them because they had, like, if, you know, in, like, a little town with, like, six teams and then you all go to school together, like, one team's, like, Sponsored by the local business and they've got fitted hats and nice uniforms and then you have the net back yeah. and the shitty Uniform and you just feel like you just feel like a piece of shit. Yeah, being a kid's hard Yeah, and Limp Bizkit really got to the core of that and spoke to us.
1: Although they still made you wear the fitted hat So
0: that's yeah. true. Yeah. I mean the ultimate yeah, we consumerist brainwashing. Exactly. exactly. We were yeah. part of
1: the like, system. I'm just like you, but buy this hat or you're a dweeb that's Yeah <laughs> We have what kind of message are you sending, Fred? So widely, <laughs> of course. <yeah. laughs> this is a modular podcast. <laughs> 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 People want to know about Limp
0: Biscuit. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, <laughs> for the people so, that are like thirty-four to thirty-eight right now, the, they're like, Oh, I get exactly what they're saying. <laughs> maybe you could
2: put like a timestamp in there, just like skip ahead to this point yeah. and the Limp Biscuit talk is over. It's
3: probably a good um, idea, actually. Yeah, actually.
2: Yeah. I would I would do that. For like people that don't want
0: to hear that. Yeah. Like, nah, they'll deal with it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> So just edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> edit out the whole intro. Good luck. <laughs> I don't do much editing. We're um, <laughs> almost to episode 100. People know what they're getting into. Um, yeah. So you start playing at 21 then. So did you go off to college then? Did you leave Oklahoma? I was in college. Okay. No, I was
2: in college in Oklahoma. Okay. Um. And, yeah. Why did you then start playing I guitar? Just... um. 'Cause I thought, I don't know, I wanted to make jangly guitar sounds. I think by that point I was like I should, it into more like indie rock kind of stuff. Yeah, so who you listening remember. to then? At twenty one I don't really remember. Would well, that um, have
0: been like like Shin's Neutral Milk Hotel? Right, that era, kind era of, stuff. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's fun. And like
2: yeah. you know, that, that kind of like of guitar influence, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um and I wanted to make like jangly guitar sounds, but I, uh, that took years and then yeah so I was I guess I was doing that and then skip ahead a couple years um guitar wasn't always like at the forefront of my life um after that I went to law school and then I um well see I I had changed my major from art to just like pre-law because I was at that point that is an abrupt fate. yeah Yeah, but I was just like convinced that well, or just like 21 years old, didn't know what I wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, no, but and if like, you're also in a yeah. small town surrounded
1: by people that aren't being artists, you're just like, I can't make this happen.
2: Right, so then, um, you know, mm-hmm. there were, um, so I was like, go to professional school and like, get a job, and I never actually practiced law for a day in my life. Um, but did you
0: finish? You yeah, I finished. Were you oh, going to no. try oh. to do, like, like being a lawyer or, like, a paral- like what is it? I thought I might do, like,
2: to? a non, yeah, lawyer, a lawyer, no- and I might, I wanted to direct, like, a non-profit. Okay. Actually, and maybe I'll still do that someday. Um, I actually really want to do, I just like want to plant trees or something totally. at some point, you know? <laughs> yeah. like totally. Um,
1: I was talking I to Em tra- and I, we were talking about this, and you know, Em's my wife and also waveform editor. M. Mm-hmm. But we were talking about it, I was like, the only thing you can do now at this point in, your, in the, the world that's, that's good. Is like die or plant trees <laughs> yeah.
2: but then even if you plant trees it's like you've got to do it right there's so many
0: like uh you, you see so many trees where yeah. you're planting on. Yeah. yeah exactly we need to plant a lot in brazil i think i saw this like map of the world that like where like the heat the hot spots mm-hmm. of where we need the most trees planted and i think like a lot of where the deforestation is in south america has been so so crazy is where we really need it and yeah, yeah. So let's let's do it.
2: I mean, I did a I did a permaculture design course. Um,
1: what does that entail? Uh,
2: it's just like basics. It's like a basic like permaculture, like permanent permanent agriculture.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Of like yeah, for a while I also thought I wanted to be a farmer. Um yeah. And I lived on a like a coffee farm in Hawaii, and I okay. played a lot of guitar there. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, I only had an acoustic guitar, and I was you know lived on solar power, and like. I thought I would be a coffee, I didn't want to, I thought I'd be a uh, coffee farmer, but I didn't really want to live on, like, the land, yeah, it's a long story, but I won't get into that, anyway, (laughs) um, back to, like, music and stuff, I, uh, yeah, I thought I'd direct a non-profit or something, but at the same time, I've not been, like, job-wise, I haven't Necessarily been very career oriented, and I just pursue what interests me. You've traveled so, a lot too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I just like do a job, make money, and then go travel. Mm-hmm. And then work as long as I
0: needed to, like, not have to work, basically. And <laughs> I'll say this like, of... sorry to interrupt. But I just want to say this in case there's some young people out there listening. If you're college age, you know, if you're pre 25 right now. And you're trying to focus on your career. Like, my wife did the same thing as you. I did the exact opposite thing. Like, I was in, like, higher education for seven years, and then that didn't work out, and I went straight into, like, construct. Like, you don't know what you want to be until you're probably 30. And before you rack up any debt or have any real responsibility, do work for a few months, save enough up to where you can travel and go do that. Because that's one of my biggest regrets. I really wish I would have done that more. But at the same time it's kind of selfish and like um I think that's the know. time to be selfish because you don't have the yeah. you don't have the life experience to really be that, yeah, true. that much of a right. <laughs> like, like you're, like, you're selfish don't... anyways. Like
2: Yeah, I think I learned a lot. I gained a lot of experience from it. Well in that I, way you
1: can give a lot too Yeah. You, you know. I agree. Yeah, I think yeah. it would
0: make you more well rounded. I do everybody that I know that has done a lot of travelling as they're young seems like Way more open-minded and well, like kind of more well-adjusted person, a <laughs> little, yeah. little bit more of a grounded view of reality. Like we were talking a lot last night about just like how much capitalism is infused into our DNA as just people, and mm-hmm. how much it influenced. Like, and that's very a very American way of thinking. And I, I think getting out. Like, luckily, I studied anthropology, so I got to like get a get the concept of ethnocentrism beaten in my head as at a young age so I like I I learned about it through books like but I think like going places would be like that hands-on experience and way more impactful but
2: yeah it's interesting because you you do constantly like expect some kind of exchange for any kind of like deed that you do Mm -hmm. you know um and that's kind of ingrained in her. Like charity is. Yeah, you're as, gonna pay uh, me for interviewing you, right? Um, yeah. Okay. Probably not. Right. But um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna pay you and then I'm gonna leave town. Okay.
1: You are in town. Yeah. And he's leaving town early, so you're not gonna. Have to oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, um,
2: I'm not gonna be able to catch him. Right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but, but yeah, I I travel a lot. When I was traveling, I would take an ukulele instead of a guitar because mm-hmm. guitar. Actually, I tried to hike the Pacific Coast Trail with the guitar once.
0: Oh, wow. And
2: I just gave the guitar away because I was tired of carrying You're it. Like, it was like, it did was a like crappy... Whole, did you hold, do the whole um, PCT? I didn't. I did just the Oregon Coast. Did okay. You know Actually, that, I did the Oregon you Coast. You know
1: that Mitch is legit because you didn't call it a ukulele, which is you what know. I would have called uh-huh, it. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how you pronounce it. Ukulele. Yeah. That is ukulele. Like, it, that's some legit That's, that's stuff. some real stuff. Wow. My
0: friend Brian did uh, the PCT from mexico he did the whole thing from mexico okay. to canada wow yeah that's cool i picked him up that's in great. seattle somebody brought him back into seattle and picked him up and he looked like a fucking he looked like a crazy person yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think i did too
2: um it wasn't it's uh even the oregon coast trail is kind of intense but that helped me get a handle on playing right because i was playing the ukulele right-handed too and um that helped me actually be able to play guitar again where mm-hmm. i could play rhythm with people because I'd been strumming this really simple instrument and it just like helped my coordination since I'm basically playing it backwards yeah. in the way my mind doesn't yeah it's it, like forming chords and hitting notes isn't the hard part it's just like keeping a rhythm with my my do
1: yeah non-dominant hand I think that would be the hardest like thing for me
2: really Difficult.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that actually, we're all playing air guitar, guitar right? Right. No, 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 right now I for the listener. Like air, ukulele. air ukulele. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> and, but that influenced, like, kind of also what kind of music I played because right. I couldn't play like fast. So like <laughs> so a, a I like lot a, of
1: Jack Johnson. A or?
2: lot of ambient stuff. Oh,
1: okay. Jack Johnson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Um,
2: as far as like not being good at guitar influenced it not necessarily the ukulele.
1: It's funny um, though, because that helps create your sound. Yeah. You know, like your unique sound.
2: Yeah, and and I like to. I like complex jazz chords and like really stretching my fingers mm-hmm. across the fretboard because mm-hmm. like, it's my left hand and I am more coordinated with it. So I can form a lot more like that makes sense. interesting chords, but I just can't, huh. you know, do, play them as fast as maybe someone else, I feel like. like. Weird.
1: Cool. Yeah, that is
2: weird. So. Yeah.
1: So then, from guitar,
2: so, where did you go? Um, and, guitar. You know, I had to. I played with some synths. I tried.
1: What was the first was, synth you remember playing?
2: I don't. I don't know. I mean, the first like keyboard I bought was like a Native Instruments hmm. thing. That and I tried to make some music in the box with all those Native. Like so, I. Is that like, what
0: got you into synths? The fact that you were making music by yourself, like yeah, in the box I with think a laptop. So. Yeah, that's kind of.
2: Yeah, but, well. I, I,
0: so that actually turned me like, off,
2: really? turned me off to okay. synths, because I could never make anything I liked. Oh, really? Like, I was really into electronic music by this point, make because fun. I'd been, um, like, uh, who is, I like weird kind of psychedelic, like, carbon-based life forms. Mm, um, not familiar. Mm. Or, like, yeah, I, I don't really think a lot in like specific people, hmm. or it's hard for me to name. Like even bands that. I don't know, man. You came
1: me. up with Limp Biscuit pretty quickly. Yeah, well, that's that's always. Like we were like, who's your favorite all time band? You're like Limp Biscuit. Yeah, that's always in the. Okay.
2: Yeah. So yeah, it's Burn. it's basically like electronic Limp Biscuit.
0: <laughs> like... That's funny because I'm the opposite. Like I find an artist that I like, and I just go hard on that. Like just like. Front to back albums and like try to find the albums that like I like and try to get to know like an artist catalog. If I get pretty obsessed with. Them. I really, really like uh. When you said your opposite, I thought
1: you'd be like I'm like
0: the opposite. I like acoustic. I skin. like <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> I like ukulele. Biscuit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh. No, I really like John Hopkins kind yeah, John, of. Yeah, John.
0: Yeah. Like, that, uh, stuff, that Singularity album. Is yeah, really that's really good.
2: good. But his ambient stuff before that was cool too. Yeah. But um, as far as like. Ambient artist, I feel like I don't listen to like a lot of
0: Well you can make um, that music. Yeah. So, yeah. You know? I've never really like I don't know. Since I've been in electronic music I do not I d I don't I don't really make similar stuff that I listen. Like I don't listen to the stuff like what I'm making doesn't sound like what I'm listening to at the moment. Hmm. Mm. I don't like I don't know. I like there's certain type like 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 dance music or something, I have way more fun making it than listening to it mm-hmm. Like i don't really care to listen to it like in a live setting like last night it was cool to hear everybody doing techno sets um but i'm not going to play that and just like oh i want to listen to music and put on some techno but if i was playing it i'd have a lot of fun doing it, and it. i don't know so that was an aside but um so you're, so you're getting into ambient so you're starting to make ambient music but you're turned off by the daw yeah so
2: um so but i'm so i'm mostly using like pedals Mm-hmm. Um, and guitar to, uh, to make sounds because I can not sound like a guitar because at that point I'm kind of bored with the guitar sounds.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I like electronic stuff, so I don't want to, uh, so yeah, I think that's where, um, the modular stuff came in and I've only been doing the modular for less than a year.
3: Oh, really? And, yeah, yeah. Wow.
2: Um, but, oh, wow. it started with actually the Zoya.
3: Really? Um,
2: yeah. And like... Like, a, a deep understanding of synthesis was not in my musical, uh-huh. uh, yeah, you know.
1: When you come um, from the guitar background, most people, it probably isn't.
2: Yeah, I mean, I tried to make stuff on, like, I guess the Digitone helped, too, for learning synthesis before that, or understanding FM synthesis before that. But, um, you know, I was trying to, that was part of the problem of, like, using all the native instruments, plugins, and a keyboard to Massive, and not really understanding it. Yeah, yeah like, I got into really...
0: Massive, like, I was just getting into electronic and, like, learning how to record in a DAW, and my friend was really into it, and he was like, check out Massive, and it was like, when, like, Skrillex had come out, and, like, that, that like, that crate. and I was, I liked that for a second, I I have to... I have to, like, re- retain some cool points and say, like, it's... I
2: don't... I, it's okay.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I was the same thing. I was in Massive, and I was, like... I was doing weird envelopes on LFOs, but I didn't know I was putting envelopes on LFOs. Yeah. right. You know, my friend was just like, to put this thing here, and it'll go... Bah, 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 you know, I was like... Oh, yeah, you don't cool. know what you're doing? Yeah. It's actually learning how to do Massive that made me, like... Think dubs, I was like, oh, this this new dubstep shit's fucking lame. Because I thought people were turning knobs. That's how much, that's how little I knew about electronic music at the time. Yeah. I thought when I heard that I was like, holy shit, these guys are fucking like, couldn't, they're doing some crazy shit. And then I got like fucked around with massive. So I was like, oh, they're doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, kind of, that's the crux of electronic kind of music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really anything. Sounds yeah. like it. Shots fired, yeah. Skrillex.
2: <laughs>
0: He's not coming on your podcast.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, yeah, so I think, yeah, The I spent probably like a year trying to make stuff on Massive and getting nowhere, but um, I didn't really understand, just like you, what I was doing. And I wasn't watching, I'm sure there's probably some... Tutorials online. Yeah, but I wasn't watching the right ones. There might
1: be like one or two. Yeah, one maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if not, somebody should definitely do like, a massive video tutorial. Yeah, well, right. It's funny to
0: say, like you're learning. Like one of the first things that I thought when I was messing around with Zoya was like, if if somebody is like modular curious, but already is like somebody who's into gear and like plays guitar, or synth, or something, I was like, this is such a good way to learn about like synthesis chain what everything does um, yeah yeah it's like it's it's, and the crazy thing is when I when I turned it on when it showed up and I plugged it in I was like this is the most conf- I was like what the mm-hmm. fuck is going on and then yeah. within like eight minutes I was patching like yeah. it looks so much scarier than it is but like once you understand how it works it's like brilliantly laid out um, but let's actually let's backtrack a little bit because I know people who uh, I know, like Zoya has like a like a little like seems like it has its own like subculture. Yeah. <laughs> like and and there's probably people who are like shut the fuck up about Limp Bizkit and talk about <laughs> Zoya, but I want to talk about how you got um, hooked up with Empress first.
2: Um, yeah, I was working for another kind of music company, uh, or like a uh, uh, that's like kind of related to music, and then. I was doing stuff that kind of related to Empress, and I was using basically a MIDI controller to control some Empress pedals, and I would started beta testing okay. um, the Zoya. How did you put up
1: uh, with yeah. anyway in the first place? Was oh,
2: because I was... Yeah, I had emailed Steve about uh, doing these controller things, and I talked to him. And you were in Colorado
0: um, at the time, or...?
2: Um, I was in Athens, Georgia for, oh. like, six months at that Time and then I had moved to Colorado in between, starting, yeah, okay, to work for Impress. And yeah, I just started part time doing some like the social media and stuff. And oh. then, um, as things picked up, like I've got a lot more responsibilities, but yeah, it's, it's a really fun, great company to work for. Yeah, um, everybody there is like I think there's 12 people now, but I'm the only one in the US, so I travel. A lot and do these kind of workshops and trade shows and that's uh a big part of my job and it's uh but it's really fun I kind of almost wish I had lived in Ottawa except for the cold because yeah. it's like a great little office culture uh-huh. and like I I feel like everyone that works there is like really positive and like it's just good vibes yeah. in general that's
0: good you know yeah yeah so what are um, your duties? Like, I mean, so you're, you're almost kind of like, cause, because we just recently had Alex on, and I know you're, you buddies and you, you do a lot of stuff because you're in Colorado, but you're almost like similar to Alex's role in WMD. Yeah, probably. Because you guys are both probably. traveling a lot yeah. and stuff. But like, yeah, I do
2: like the, all the marketing, the U.S., like, or the, I'm in charge of managing kind of like the distribution aspect is like, and dealers and, mm-hmm. Stuff like that. There's somebody else that, um, Dean who ships all the pedals and does all the accounting stuff like that. Um, but like dealer s- stuff.
0: So you're like, you're um, like, doing I don't a really lot have of, like, you've, you've taught a lot of people how to use Zoya.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's about like, I don't know half the time. Um, I'm also like Skyping a lot, giving, uh, like s- Skype instructions for the Zoya too to, mm-hmm. to our distributors or artists or um so yeah i'm talking about it about like half of my job is wow. just talking about so it seems wow. like
1: and you were telling me yesterday you basically created this position in your job is that right
2: uh, um yeah i guess so because there was just no one doing it uh-huh. um so yeah
0: i was like if already beta big, testing if so any I was, big like, company Steve, out there needs needs a mitch um, there's a Tim available. <laughs> Tim can be your Mitch. I'll be your Mitch. <laughs> my <Right>. Mitch. <laughs> um, sorry, I did der- derailed you. But, there, but... No, it's okay.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, I just, I talked about the Zoya a lot. Um, yeah.
0: So, um, be- okay, before we start getting into Zoya, um, I'm curious, because Empress is, like, when I think of, like, boutique pedals, Empress is one of the ones that you put in the you know in the higher like the, I don't know I, I think like of, the best yeah like yeah like the best no, the, well kidding. no I think so like, I, I think of like I think of Earthquaker Chase Bliss Maris um, you know Empress like all, I, I could keep going there's a bunch companies. yeah there's really awesome yeah. companies um, but yeah Empress is in that but the Zoya seems like
1: Biang don't forget Biang Biang I'm just kidding
0: <laughs> <laughs> Chinese company no, sorry DOD <laughs> um, are they still around?
1: Well, I think they're Digitech now, aren't they? I don't know. Oh,
0: Man, yeah. I don't know. So um, edit sorry. that out. Yeah, sorry, D.O.D. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, up until up until Zoya, if, I mean, I don't know everything that Empress does, but I feel like maybe known for like, I feel guitar like were, like guitar pedals and like, especially like everybody's talking about that Empress reverb. You know, yeah. like the reverb is just like some of the tastiest reverb. So the, Z- the Zoya seems like a pretty big sidestep. Um, and it sounds like you started with them, um, around Zoya. Yeah. So, but do you know how much of a, like, like how much did the people who are already like part of the, like the Empress fan base, if you want to call that, um, yeah. like went along with it and then versus how many new people came yeah. in because of
2: it? It's hard to tell really, yeah. but I think it's a lot. I think it, there's definitely a lot more people that are in the sense that, that um, jumped on board with the Zoya that maybe weren't, um, users before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of guitar players don't want that many buttons. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a really good guitar pedal too. Like it's a guitar pedal. To be I don't able
0: think to put can... CV control over parameters of your effects yeah. as a guitar player. Like that's, that's so cool. And if you're into, if you're, well, one, you, you guys are so good at doing digital effects. Um, To have, like, a digital multi-effects made by a company like Empress is just like, I don't know. Like, I know there's a stigma against multi-effects pedals, Mm -hmm. but um, I feel like this one, as technology is getting better, I feel like hopefully that stigma, like, will kind of fade away,
2: but... Yeah, because I feel like like that stigma might come from, like, the quality of the algorithm suffering in the multi-effects box due to the amount of DSP Mm -hmm. you can use, and Mm -hmm. I don't think... Like, in the Zoya, Zoya, the reverbs aren't really compromised. They just use more DSP than uh-huh. uh, other modules because it's so, you know, intensive okay. to have a process, or it requires so much processing power.
0: So um, it, um, sorry, go ahead. No,
2: go ahead. It, it,
0: was, it was already, Zoya was already, like, existed in the way that it does now when you came on board then, or? Yeah,
2: I think Steve had been developing it for years. Um, and so, but when I started, when I started, I started with beta testing, and when I got the first beta testing firmware, there were no, there were hardly any effects, it was mostly like, you just build, you build your own effects. So I was like, there was no reverb, I was trying to like, make a reverb from all pass filters and, uh, and delay lines, and like, so I was really forced to like, learn all this stuff I wanted to use it from the like you know the basic level Mm -hmm. Um, but then you know they added all these different effects and now it has just it's more of a multi-effects
0: box than like just a little patch bay kind of thing right and what's what I really like I mean I don't know if i want to get into this yet because it's I don't know it seems like there's a lot of ways we could go of talking about it because it's such a crazy unique thing but like what I really like about it is you, there's like a, what is it, a Facebook group that's most active, like a Zoom yeah, Facebook. There's and a, if you want a feature on there, go to that Facebook, is it the Facebook group? Oh, no, it's no, uh, that's...
2: it's our, the Facebook group's, the Facebook group's a little different, but it's okay. uh, it's still great. And uh, that's uh the user, the Empress user voter forum, and you just oh, okay. submit like your serial number and register, and then you can get in and you can submit like ideas, and then if they get upvoted...
0: Then we try to implement. So it's like your own person. It's like a Zoya Reddit page, but like not right. but not Reddit. Like it gets voted up. And so if like if you think of a, a feature that you would really like Zoya to have, and then you know 150 people vote it up, then that's potentially going in line for what's going to be on the next firmware update.
2: Yeah, that's the that's kind of the what we use as the bi- the metric uh-huh. to determine.
0: That's so cool. But, that's like the I don't know. That's such a great utilization of just kind of how. I don't know. Te- like of technology and how like like the it's like a good use of the internet and how like, connected we are like to have people who are the actual users dictating what the functions are going to be. That just seems like a no-brainer. It's just yeah. I don't know. It's a brilliant idea. Yeah, it's yeah, a really
1: democratic way to give people what they want and to yeah. know what people actually want. Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
2: Cool. yeah, I think it's great. It's I think it works really well. It feels it feels good and you know, you can't implement everything. But so you just try to pick the most popular things, you know, because it's still a small company and it takes a lot of work to do anything we have. Yeah, we're going to do a sample player next. And That's going to cool. be I think super there's, cool. There's like a, an engineer working full time just to get the sampler like a, going. Like a
1: pedal version or
2: a... Uh, both. So you'll okay. be able to save uh, samples to the SD card and,
0: and trigger them with either the pedal or... The, module cool so we kind of buried the lead by talking about it Um, yeah but sorry no that was my fault i was just like there was just cool cool stuff about it i wanted to mention but just for anybody who's just like tuning into the podcast for the first time who maybe doesn't know about zoya i've talked about it um, quite a bit on the show and did some really basic um demos and and video about how to set up stuff but like from what 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 is zoya like and and what's the difference in like euro euro Okay, the Zoya is like
2: a grid-based, um, modular-influenced, multi-effect, or mo- MIDI controller, or synthesizer. Mm-hmm. Or you can, it's like a sandbox of all the tools you need to create um, uh, music, or effects, or sounds. It has, you know, it's got like 80 different modules that you can all patch together to make your sounds, and there's effects and oscillators and triggers and sequencers and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it was influenced by, like, uh, Pure Data. Steve was using, I think, Pure Data at the time he came up with it and thought it would be fun to have that in the pedal form, which is kind of a crazy idea that it even works. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's actually, it, for me, it's really fun to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I enjoy just patching on it.
1: And you said you've been working on it for years, like how long?
0: Um maybe three three to four years. Wow. Okay, um, so yeah, that was gonna be my other question. So you see like you see some of these pedals, ped, big pedal companies are <laughs> um are transitioning and making modules, you know, recovery makes you know, now makes modules. Earthquaker. Uh, Earthquakers first getting one. into it and um, uh dwarf dwarfcraft, uh this this is an interesting uh, way of like entering the modular world I mean I guess now with with Euroboro it is full on modular but it was it's kind of cool to uh, because it's like based off of like modular patching with the grid based system so was was he starting to see like modular gaining in popularity or is he starting to get into it or like Um, what was the impetus for it
2: they were developed at the same time actually the module and the Oh, really? Uh, Yeah. Or they started in development at the same time, but it took, um, we're faster at building pedals because it's a pedal company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, but to me, it makes a little more sense in a module in a way Mm -hmm. because, um, of the way I use it. And like, even when it was a guitar pedal, but this is how I use all guitar pedals. I have them on a desktop. Same. I don't mm-hmm. I don't stomp on any guitar pedal. I just, like, I turn knobs. So modular's is perfect for me yeah. because I end up turning knobs more than I end up writing uh, guitar licks or whatever anymore. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the Zoya is always on my desktop. Um, and I like to use it, you know, push buttons and switches is, is what I do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah I'm, I'm the same way, and I just gotta, like, my, what I have right now is just, like, such, there's a few things that I would like to add, as far as pedals, like, I have my modular thing, but I like to, to play with pedals with my guitar, but it's, like, Zoya, Mood, from Chase Bliss, uh, Cutting Room Floor, from Recovery, okay. and Afterneath, from Earthquaker, like, those, having those four together is just, like, I can, I, 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 I can have fun just like plinking and doing what you're talking about, just turning knobs, like playing a chord and then just like going through and like fucking with all the parameters involved. It's like, I don't know, just an aside, I just love that shit. Um, yeah, I don't know what, why I said but, that, where was I going with that? Desktop,
2: uh, turning knobs, playing guitar, but yeah.
0: That's what got me into modular too. That's like, it's just like a natural progression. If yeah, feel like if you start playing your pedals more than your guitar, you're going to end up with the modular synth. I think so too. Uh, it's
2: like, a, but pedals can be just, like, gateway drug to yeah to modular. Because at some point, there's just no point in... Like, I don't even...
1: You don't need the guitar. Yeah, like <laughs> I
0: mean, it is true. Yeah. It's like... yeah. Um So, I, I didn't know that it was being developed as a module and a pedal at the same time. I thought maybe that the popularity of the pedal and then the explosion of popularity of modular kind of went hand-in-hand, hand, but... Yeah, it,
2: not... In, yeah, not really. It's been in development for a long time. Okay. But it takes a lot of time to get these kind of things out.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, it's it's such a deep pedal slash module. I mean, yeah, to me, like when you say, you know, he's thinking about it for three or four years, it's like, yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, just the concept of what you think it would be, the sketches, the implementation, what you include, what you don't include, how much signaling power. I mean, because four years ago, the technology was totally different too. So you think about when he started brainstorming this idea, it's like, I wondered if he had to wait for technology to catch up or anything like that. I mean... It's fascinating.
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, it's the same uh, chip, so the... And the same, uh, you know, it's different code for the algorithms, but the uh, chip's pretty... The sh- processor's pretty powerful for, like, running the the Empress Reverb. It's the same chip that's running oh. that, so it's a... It wasn't necessarily technology catching up, because that was, like... I think probably the most powerful thing at the time yeah you know it's the same platform that like most high-end guitar pedals use for for their processors and okay um there's new ones now though that are coming out um and then yeah who knows what will happen with like quantum computers and like i don't
1: even know what that
2: is I don't either. It just sounds cool. You need to read more Ray Kurzweil, dude. Yeah. Because then you
0: can at least say when someone says that they don't know what it is, that they need to read more Ray Kurzweil. (laughs) That's as far as I can go. Right. Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) Duly duly noted. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, so I want to see if I understand this right, but just for the listener, because I know some people are like, "Why why doesn't, like, I've heard people say, like, why doesn't, Why don't these guys just make all their pedals into modules, you know, like, but making a, just, just be like the pop, like the popularity of guitar pedals, you know, they're, they're such a well established thing. They've been around forever. Mm -hmm. And then like the, the boutique boom and uh, everything like, it's just one of the reasons it's harder. I know there's some different stuff you have to do with voltage and stuff, but like, isn't like the main reason, like you can mass order like enclosures for You could, you could order a hundred enclosures and get them next week, but if you want face plates, like that's you're that's going to be way fucking harder. And then it just kind of goes down the line. Just the construction of the actual module is way harder to do. Right. Right.
2: Yeah. I mean, the guitar pedals are easy mm-hmm. relatively cause they're so popular and mm-hmm.
0: ubiquitous. Um, there's people, there's the, a m- multiple places in this country that do that. So you have options yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But
2: make it like we we also didn't make modules, so they had to engineer like their the first module to to work and be f c c compliant and all that stuff, and like the pedals there's like a already you know an established
1: yeah it's already in place
2: yeah um but yeah it I'm happy with how it turned out and how it looks and everything
1: oh
0: it's gorgeous and then like then the fact that it's gonna you know, have the option to purchase like its own like case like a nice power powder coated like yeah. case it can go in like it looks like i thought you had it in a 4ms pod but it's yeah. just like its own case which will have it uh, a nine volt yeah nine so, volt. so it'll switch it will have power for both which is cool um one thing that i was thinking like i know i know you always hear like i don't want a menu dive i don't yeah. want a menu dive and i feel like um I'm wondering is if has anybody said that about Zoya because I I could see people saying that about it and then it's not though. Like yeah. you don't dive into any menus. Like you it's you have to you have to there is a screen involved, but it's actually super hands on. It's like route like but rather than plugging in a cable you're pushing a button. Right. But it's like almost as tactile.
2: Yeah, I mean it. it's always you're never more than like two steps from whatever you need to do. Mm -hmm. So, even if you need to go into a menu, it's like a one-step menu. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's no hidden button combinations, which is really what drives me crazy about certain interfaces, button combinations, and memorizing different, there's, like, once you, yeah, yeah, once you know the interface and how to put, to just, like, Connect things, it, there's not any like hidden features or parameters that you're going to discover. And it actually helps me, like, under. I mean, of course, like, I was, I learned, that's how I learned, like, all the basic synthesis and modular stuff in the Zoya first. Mm-hmm. And it reverse engineering other people's patches that have. A really strong background and modular for me was really helpful like um Ben Jordan made some factory presets and to go back and try to um re reverse engineer his presets I can like see inside what he was thinking mm-hmm. when he made that patch yeah very clearly in a way I couldn't see on his euro rack you know if I was to go look at how he patched his euro rack but I can see that like, he's randomizing, you know, an attack on an ADSR to get in a sound that I would never think of. Mm-hmm. Like, he's combining these modules in a way on the Zoya that's visible to allow me to see um, new ways of patching that I would never have thought of creatively, yeah. you know? That was
0: one of my favorite aspects of it when I got it having, like, there's, like, what, like, 60 or 50 preset things in it. Like right. Ranging from you push play and it's, like... A whole thing which are full of drum beats and sequences some of them are drum beats with sequences but you can play a midi controller through it and play a lead line that's already built for you um and then some of them are just effects but that's exactly like i was listening to this one with like this really cool drum beat on it and i was like how the fuck did they... Oh, I can see how they did it. And and what I really liked about that is you can start deconstructing the pre-made patches. Like, what I did is I, I went into one of the patches that I thought was cool, and I changed the tempo, and I went into the ratcheting sequencer and changed the drum beat, and I erased the bass line, and then pretty soon I had my own cool drum beat, that I actually didn't have to know how to like build because it was already built for me but then I learned I saw how to build it so right. now I can go build my own later. So you to learn something. Yeah, so yeah. you can learn and then so but in, in that in that regard you learned how to do you know synthesis you learned how synthesis worked through Zoya when you then did end up getting like you've got a 6U in here with a bunch of WMD and you know, like you so you got a BIA um, did you did you kind of hit the ground running then? I guess so. Yeah. It started small. Yeah.
2: Um, but I then I was just like knowing
0: how to patch stuff like, Oh, you know, like, did you, you had to yeah. set up and you're like, okay, well I understand what these, these inputs and outputs mean. Right. And you could like just start patching on it or.
2: Yeah. I think I was, by the time I got a modular, I was pr- really comfortable, um, making music on it. And then, mm-hmm. um, it was so immediate, like making music on modular that I just loved it mm-hmm. because, People would say that before, and I'm like, yeah, that that does not look immediate. You've got patch cables everywhere; like that looks insane. Um, so I
0: love that story you were telling last night. <laughs> Will you tell it really quick? Yeah. It's really funny. <laughs> okay, so
2: my friend went to a Richard Divine show, and he didn't know what modular synthesis was, and he was trying to explain to me what Richard Divine was doing on stage.
0: Ooh, what did he say? And he, he didn't was know just... that you were
2: that you were into it. Um, this is actually, this is a couple of years ago okay. before I was really even okay. into modular <laughs> and like, he's like, yeah, um, he, he just had like this this, uh, this table and it was full of circuits and he seemed like he didn't even know how to control them. And he was like bending <laughs> the circuits and moving them and every, and the, there were all these crazy sounds and it just sounded out of control. Like, I don't even think he, he could even control it. And all he was doing was trying to wrangle in these like,
1: these cables. <laughs> Did your friend like it? Yeah. Oh,
2: okay. Um, I but, love that.
0: He's like, like, of all people, he's saying Richard Devine didn't know how to control it. Yeah, like totally. <laughs> well,
1: have you ever seen Richard Devine play?
0: I'm only in videos, but yeah. Um, he's. We he's, saw
1: him last year at NAM. Have you ever seen him play? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. You know, it's yeah. like all the, it's just like, it is kind of, that's a good description of it, but I think that's a compliment for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's funny because, you know, getting into it, like, especially like all of us, like, we have this huge friend group now through modular and we like it's just it it kinda becomes like this, uh this almost like self evident like I don't it, it's fun to hear like the outsider perspective mm-hmm. from right. like, oh yeah, I used to it's think sick. so too. Like yeah, I didn't always know what this was.
1: Yeah, I mean just... synthesis, modular and synthesis just in general, it's like even the Zoya, it's like you might be a guitar player, but if you don't know about synthesis, that's gonna be a really confusing you have to learn it. You have to learn about synthesis. Otherwise, you're not going to get the most out of it. Right. Just like obviously a modular, you're not going to get really anything out of it worthy of value totally. if you don't know what you're doing.
3: Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's
1: that's a lot different than pretty much any other instrument. You can go up to a drum and hit it and start playing a rhythm, and you get something. Mm-hmm. Guitar, same deal. But with you know synthesizer, modular, or otherwise, it's like it's, even with a keyboard one. I mean, I remember you know playing a, a Monopoly. And just like playing it and being like cool, and then you shut it off, and the next day you turn it on, same thing, and it sounds totally different. And yeah. not having any idea mm-hmm. how to change it, so it kind of goes back, or, or even if you're hitting knobs, I mean, I had no idea what I was doing.
0: Well, I was playing, I was playing and making music with synthesizers for a couple of years, and still, like, I mean, I knew, how, like, I would learn how to like save presets, and I would, I'd basically twist knobs until, thing, I mean, and then I started learning what knobs would give me certain. Yeah. Results, so of course I like knew a little bit about it, but it's kind of like, like learning chords and playing guitar, but never learning music theory. Mm-hmm. That's kind of right. how I was yeah. with with synth until yeah. I got into modular, and now like, it's actually changed the way that I even like look at playing guitar and stuff. Like it's it's a really good way to learn about like the mechanics of just how sound is made, you know, yeah. in certain ways and stuff. Um, we have gone on so many side roads, but I, I think that makes for a good good conversation, but before, because we're already over an hour, um, but I want to talk about Euroboro and just, because uh, everybody knows about uh, I'm going to go upstairs okay. to check up on you, um, everybody knows well, Z- Zoya is, is is out, and everybody you know, people mm-hmm. know about it, but like, what is the difference besides it just being trackable between Zoya and Euroboro? Uh
2: Okay, so it's a uh, it's first of all, sorry Tim. It's Euro Bureau.
0: Oh it's Bureau? Okay, yeah. Euro Bureau. Like
2: a desktop. That
0: That's makes so much it. more sense. Yeah. Okay.
2: But uh it's not a big deal. Obviously it reads like Euro Donkey. But uh, <laughs> Yeah. Actually I told I told I told Ricky Tinez the, the name. I texted him the oh. name of it and he said he's he texts back Euro Donkey. And I was like, <laughs> No. But
0: uh <laughs> All right, let's edit that out. What is the difference between (laughs) the Euro Bureau and the Zoya? (laughs) uh,
2: So the Euro Bureau is rack-mountable, you know, so it fits in your rack, and it has four CV in, four CV out. The the pedal version had one CV. Uh, It had a control port where you could plug in CV or MIDI Mm -hmm. or expression pedal, so it was an eighth-inch, and this is four-quarter inches and then it has a headphone jack that is tied to the to
0: the in and out oh cool or cool. the uh left and right outs
3: okay so
0: okay. so you can modulate the stuff in it from out, outer modules and you can modulate other modules from it simultaneously yeah.
2: yeah that's uh that's the big difference and it really i was using the zoya as like an uh, an analog you know an addition to my modular system before this, where because mm-hmm. I was I had a smaller like um six U, sixty HP, mm-hmm. and then I was using the Zoya and that was it. And um the I got a bigger one when when this came out. Or when I got the prototype uh-huh. because I needed a bigger case. Yeah. it's thirty-four HP. What is that but, case, by
0: the way? It's really slow.
2: Uh it's an Erica sense Oh, cool. Uh case. Yeah, it's nice. It's like a one oh four HP um 6U and it's just enough. I guess 104 HP is exactly how much you can close in a overhead bin in in an airplane. Yeah, I've so taken no. my
0: 7U on. Well, yeah, I've taken my 7U on a plane. So it's, um, it's it's just handy. Yeah.
2: But yeah, the uh the Euroburo is kind of like it's changed the way I use the Zoya. No. Um I feel like I was using it more as an effects box um and this works really well as an effects box too but um it's also my like modulation control for the rest of my system
3: mm-hmm.
2: so i've i've made a i've only had the prototype a couple of weeks and i've made a, a couple presets like um l f o mixer matrixes where i just uh push buttons and send different LFOs out Yeah, and I can control that um, live and then really I did the, you know, I did the workshop um, that you came to mm-hmm. and it was more about modulating internally with push buttons and switches which is kind of how I use the yeah, Zoya. Now. And I had
0: never thought to use it. Yeah. That was the thing I think me and Elson were talking about. That was the thing that we were like, we never thought to use it that way. And like, that's how I want to use Zoya. From now. On.
2: Like, yeah. I think yeah. It, especially when you use it in a modular system, it's so much fun because you've got it right there as you're playing to mm-hmm. just hit a push button and trigger an effect in, internally that maybe also, um, triggers modulation that goes out to what a, your oscillator mm-hmm. at the same time or, you know, um, it's really open-ended as far as what you could
0: do. Totally. With the, with you, what I what I really like about it, because, so like I said, eight minutes into learning how to use it, mm-hmm. I was making patches, very mm-hmm. simple patches. Um, so it's it's got it's got it hits all my marks for like what I want in a piece of gear. It it's instantly enjoyable, but you can dig like. I think you could use it for years and still learn like of new ways you can, you could push it. Cause it's just until you run out of CPU or whatever, you know, like it's, uh, you know, it's just like almost infinite or something, you know, like, yeah, it's pretty crazy.
2: Yeah. I think the I, there's been some complaints about the CPU, um, usage, you know, yeah. I don't know if you've had, like, I haven't run into anything. I don't,
0: but I haven't um, like made like over like three pages of stuff.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, there's a limit on the CPU c- it can do, but I really rarely use all the CPU. Like, I'm not going to put two reverbs. I mean, the reverb probably uses the most DSP. Okay. And, you know, I don't need a three reverb patch. Right. Really? You know? Yeah. It, it just doesn't make sense to me to have, like, you know. Um, and as you play it more, you get kind of better at conserving the like yeah. being efficient in how you make a patch so you don't use like a bunch of unnecessary DSP. Right. Um yeah.
0: Well so okay, so in, in in that regard, you're saying it's it's got so let's say we're utilizing all the C V outs, all the C V ins. So we're mm-hmm. using we're we're modulating stuff in it from external modules or modulating external modul modules with it. And then we're passing two different audio signals into the channels and passing those two out with different effects changed. Like, that is all totally feasible to do all of that stuff at once. Absolutely. Yeah, and, definitely. And, and be fine with... It. Like you said, you don't load it up with three reverbs, but if you've got a reverb a del- and a, a delay on separate channels, and you're passing two different... Say, your, your hi-hats are going through your delay channel and, you know, you've got, like, an ambient, you know, pad going through your reverb and then you're modulating shit with it, too, like but yeah, it's going to be fine. Yeah. And right. Yeah. That's like, that's kind of as I, as it was slowly, like as it was, as it was released and I was looking at pictures of it and then watching you use it yesterday, I was just kind of like, I told you after the thing, I'm, 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 I'm I'm on the hunt for my, my live setup that I don't have to constantly tear down. Like I can just leave like, and I'm just, and I'm thinking that is going to be the, the the command center, you yeah. know, no, but not just that, because it's gonna like you can, I don't know, it just seems like a, a, a really really useful tool for in a live setting, which. I don't know, I was thinking it was more... I, w- I, I was just, for some reason, imagining more studio stuff because of everything that it does. Right. Um, but after, like, learning how it works, seeing like, oh, no, that's like a live tool right there.
2: Yeah, that's how I think it, I think it's being... That's how... The only way I think it's being underutilized, maybe. Really? Is, or, yeah, is as a live performance tool because mm-hmm. it has so many buttons that you can make do it, whatever you want, really, yeah. you know? And yeah. that's kind of how I try to use it what, like, right like
0: Yeah, with like the, especially like the desktop thing. If you have a MIDI controller, you can build a voice in there that's just your MIDI controller. Mm-hmm. But then you could also have your drum beat, and you could do push button stuff to fire off whatever. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's super powerful. And uh, can you talk about the sampler? Like, what? Like, what is it going to be? Like a record in, or is it going to be might like? Can you record into it, or will it be? Yeah, like, you a chip. Like, you can record into it. Okay. As of right now,
2: I mean. There's no finalized version, so right. I don't want to say what it will be for sure. But, like, right. it looks like, yeah, you can record into it. You can save the samples. Um, you can trigger them and then uh, modulate the speed, playback speed, the length, the start time. Okay. Because um, I've had some samplers that really um, bit me yeah. in the, in a live setting in the past with just, like, I don't know. Like it can be not being
0: triggered like maybe not it's triggered like
2: at actually even last night i kind of had that problem of like the timing being off on the on the triggers of the sampler
0: really yeah okay um well and then like it's it's so it's cool like you say like i yeah. i i knew there was a sampler coming but it's like at, as we're talking about it more i'm just like oh shit well yeah of course you're gonna be able to use all the stuff that's already on on Zoya to affect the samples. Right. Like, it's, yeah, it's going to be, everything that, I guess, everything that you, every small thing, I guess the sampler's not small, but everything that you add to the algorithm, every new module you add, just, like, it doesn't just add, like, that. It's, it's, how am I trying to say this? It seems like it, it, it makes its, it's, uh, what it can do, like, even, like, Exponentially more, powerful. right? And like since with, yeah,
2: <laughs> and the advantage to like the guitar players that had the have the uh, just pedal version, or anyone that has the pedal version, is that with two, you know, it can keep growing and putting more support into it, mm-hmm. and like yeah, who knows where it'll go in the future? I'm excited.
0: And so from see. our are all like um, uh, what's the update's gonna be like? For both, or they, will they be separate um, updates as the time goes you on? You know,
2: I'm not sure. Um, I, I think Steve's trying to keep the patches as compatible as they can be, mm-hmm. um, or as cross-compatible as they can be. There will be some differences, but like as far as updates, there'll be like the sample player will be added to both. Okay. The new colors will be on both. Like, yeah, if you get an update for one, it's going to be on that there too. Okay.
0: Sweet. Well, yeah. let's we'll see, where we're at We're an hour and ten. It's about patch challenge time. Do you have a setup? Do you want to do one too? You want to play together?
1: Oh, shit. How does that work?
0: I don't know. We'll I don't figure know. it out. We can just a... share clock and then we could just patch.
1: Yeah, you want to go upstairs and do it? Yeah. yeah Hold on. Let me, get, let me get
0: some. Is there anything that you want to shout from the modular mountaintops before we're done?
1: That's a new one, the Modular Mountaintops. I've been saying it for a while. You have? Yeah. I never noticed it. To show the Modular
0: Mountaintops. I mountain total. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. No, I always say, but like, people in our, like our friend group and stuff, like, I'm actually surprised if people listen. Like, I, do, I don't expect any of my friends or. I just people. never
1: listen to anything all the way Yours is, yeah. the, honestly, Yours is the Modular Podcast, and I can say this without any whatever. It's the only podcast I ever listen to, period. Really, I don't listen to podcasts.
2: I, I used to. Yeah. I think they're. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I think they're cool. I just don't have time. Me yeah. either. And I love yours. I mean, you're. Oh, whatever. You don't need to hear me. No, like, I, I can give you, you accolades. Just keep going.
0: Keep going. Um, <laughs> no, I, you're you're I, good at you're good at what you do. Oh, no. Thank
1: you.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, and your voice is nice. No, thank Jim. you. It's like they very can. radio. If They're you could edit, if you could compress my voice and like make it a little less <laughs> slower nice yeah, please. <laughs> <The, the, laughs>
1: do you know the voice? The TC Helicon Voice Live Play or whatever. Yeah, they have a Barry White setting. What? Oh, dude, it's so a, amazing. Every time I talk to them like this is how I
0: want to sound. Dude, I don't want to get that just to do for my intros. It's like every intro I do on the podcast, just it's do it through the Barry White thing.
2: But yeah, your your voice actually sounds better recorded. Like nice. hear it.
0: Hear it. it sounds... Yeah, tell it's, uh, it's true. Like It's kind of annoying in conversation,
1: but... I am only like listening to you over the air.
0: Yeah, it's...
2: Tim's voice actually sounds like an octave higher in person. It's like yeah, it's super... Like if it, it kind of hurts my ears, the ringing. <laughs>
1: I, um, thought was, t- I thought I had tinnitus, but it's just Tim. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. So um, thanks to uh, Sam Chitten, one of my listeners oh, yeah. named Sam, um, uh, Tuesday Adventure on Instagram. He went and made a website that is a PodMod patch challenge generator. Do you know who Sam Chitten really? is? Tuesday Adventure. On-
1: Dude, Sam is my man. He, he and I and Em do waveform.
0: Wait, Sam's the waveform guy? Yes. I didn't. i never made that <laughs> connection. Oh yeah, yeah. So this is the weird thing that happens. Yeah, yeah. So I have to say this right now to anybody out there who inter- who interacts with me on Instagram. I had Jesse, our friend Jesse from the scene here in Seattle. Jesse, the yesterday Jesse?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Jesse, Jesse. I, forget like, his last name. I don't
0: know his last name. That's a, that's another thing. I but, used to. But he's um, Irish.
1: He always wears the. Yeah. Yeah. He's
0: got the newsy cap. Yeah. Um, what's up, Jesse? <laughs> uh, what's up? Yeah. So, he 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 was like, oh, by the way, I'm I'm. So and so on Instagram. I was like, that's you totally. Like, because it's like these tiny little things and because we're all modular people, all you ever see is fucking pictures of modules. So you that's don't true. see any faces. So like I have people sending me messages and I'm like, I could this could be like a like somebody who's like a friend of mine, but I don't know.
1: You know, I have like that's four weird. Instagram. So Sam,
0: wait, I didn't know that. That's so fucking cool. No,
1: Sam's the best. I have like four Instagram friends that I kind of I'm not sure who which is which. I'm like, wait, is this my friend from North Carolina or is this the guy that lives down the street? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, Sam is the best. He's actually, yeah, I don't want to, he's, he's a dynamo, and I use that word, like, legitimately. He's, every time he's like, yeah, I'll do this thing, and he does it, and it's like a professional did it. He's, he's crazy.
0: Anyway. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. Well, that, Sam, that just gave you even more fucking cool points in my book, buddy. Um, but yeah, it's, so it's so cool that you took the time to make this. And so what, the, what, what you do is there is um, a set the mood. So oh, there are there oh God, are a number awesome. of moods, so you can select what? Between your mood.
1: Sam, you should really be working on the magazine.
0: and not the <laughs> Dude, I think stuff. he whipped like... this like he. I think he's if a bad he genius because he, he whipped this up really quick. No, I like,
1: know. You'll be like, you know, what'd be cool? And then like five minutes later, he's like, yeah, check it out.
0: I didn't mention it. I don't. Well, I was doing because I do the live. I do live streams where I take patch challenge suggestions, and he was like, hey, why don't you? you try this. And yeah, he just sent it to me. That's so so cool. Here are your, I, I just don't want you to pick mysterious because two people over the last two episodes oh, have picked mysterious. That's
2: such an easy, that's a good.
0: Totally. You're like, because like if it sucks, it's like, yeah, it's just a mysterious yeah. match. Yeah. But okay. So there's musical, simple, easy, hard, rhythmic, happy, sad, angry, dark, light, aggressive, peaceful, open, closed. Dude, open.
1: That's
2: endless. Open. Yeah. Open. open. Wait, how many words do we get to pick? Uh, it's going to be a, an
0: adjective and a noun
2: okay, um sure open all right
0: yeah. okay now let 's see what the words are <sighs> <Open doesn't laughs> they're not it doesn 't always work like this is with random it's and it 's not sam 's fault it's just random word generators sometimes it 's not well i 'm so, sure
2: it 's going to be great sensitive inauguration
0: yeah, that sounds great yeah yeah i uh, I understand it okay cool, no, i couldn 't go again
2: you want to go again? I feel like it's just going to be, like, some horn sounds and, like,
1: some trumpets.
2: Can you make trumpets? Sensitive inauguration? I can make some trumpet
1: sounds, yeah. I can. With a VCA and little, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, VCA and ADSR. Yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, right now I don't see anything positive coming from inauguration, so it could get really (laughs) dark.
1: Totally. Um, Oh, do we have the, the, what's his name? Yeah, Recovery Effects, the Trump panel.
0: The Oh, the Stormy Panels? Stormy
1: Panels, yeah. <laughs> Our friend Greg makes one a Donald Trump. Uh, with Stormy Daniels. Stormy Daniels, yeah. It's
0: like a blank and he calls it Stormy Panels. Yeah, it's pretty well, cool. that's funny. <laughs> um, What was it? Sensitive Inauguration? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. All
1: right, so let's hit stop.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait, wait, more talking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, wait, so let's yeah, So, it, so it, 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 Starfish. Yeah.
1: That's what, it, oh my
0: god, see so you know And hot dog you, flavored water. What? Yeah. You know what that is? Well, well I know chocolate bubble. starfish is a butt, right? Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. What's the hot dog, dog flavored water? It's just like the water so left good. over from the okay. hot dogs. Okay, stop, stop. <laughs> Before Mitch and Ellison get into their patch, I just want to take a moment to talk about After Later Audio. I've been telling you about their heritage line for the last few weeks their Bosk oscillator, their Filthy filter, and their Envy envelope generator. I'm using two of each in this patch. But on top of that, I'm using two more of their new modules that have yet to be released. I'm using the foiled and the slopes. What are the foiled and the slopes? Well, that's a secret that I'm going to tell you closer to the release date. In the meantime, head to afterlateraudio.com to learn more about the Heritage line. Let's jam on this for a minute and then get into Ellison and Mitch's patch. All right, here's sensitive inauguration by Mitch Lance and Ellison Wolf.
2: 30 more minutes we could have really gotten in <laughs> <laughs> we were getting, actually yeah. it we
0: were getting somewhere at the end at the
2: end it was like starting to kind of coalesce it, it mm-hmm. definitely and, started coming
0: yeah so what was it like but, patching together for 15 minutes to try to build something like especially weird cause you're Mitch you're already like patched yeah little I mean bit. like you it's have kind a lot of a pointless wiggling. to
2: unpatch because I've just got my triggers always patched to the same like yeah. kind of places cause I've just got a like this is just a performance kind of oriented rig, so it's always the same.
0: Ellison, what was your experience? I
1: was just trying to get some... a lot of ratcheting, actually. Yeah. It's fun yeah. to ratchet the shit out of everything. That's uh-huh. pretty much it. You yeah, uh, guys a good
0: blend of, yeah, like, abrasive and, and, melod- and like, nice...
1: You know, it's you funny, actually, when I think about it. Like, the reason it got better at the end, or at least my part, is because I got rid of most of the effects. I got rid of the reverb and the delay, and it kind of cleaned it up, and so instead of just being this washy mess, it's like you could hear, like, the various rhythms which were actually more interesting than the washi mess which Mm -hmm. i like washi messes but i don't think for rhythm it doesn't work as well for me
0: yeah well i also have to say like patching to two people is difficult as it is yeah patching two people who have maybe not patched together before in 15 minutes to create something is also really difficult so like like you guys were saying it was starting to come together at the end but, like, yeah. you were saying a joke in 30 minutes. But in 30 minutes, it probably would have been really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, like, I liked it. I liked it more at the end. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it was, like, it was definitely starting to gel. Um, yeah, it was it was fun to watch, too. Yeah. Like, I never get to watch the, because ex- we always hang up Skype. And then they go make it, so it was cool to see. Yeah. I cool. think, um, I yeah, I started to mute things at the
2: end, too. And I think that's one of the problems with just, like, modular having a lot of, options for sound is you want to hear all these sounds but then together yeah they just turned into a washy mess yeah. and um, mm. like m- mutes are cool yeah
1: actually one of my favorite you know. patches that i made i was testing out god which one was it i think it was it was either the mega slope or it was this one i can't remember i think it was the mega slope and i just had it running through something it sounded kind of like a didgeridoo oh and it sounded awesome and so i recorded it it's actually going to be up on the waveform site we're going to start doing like uh audio and video samples of stuff, so you can hear like what we're doing for the reviews oh nice And it was super simple it was, I don't remember what it was it was like the mega slope through probably the geralogue the uh or the Uranologue generate three and then maybe through something else, but it sounded so cool it just had this great rhythm going and it was it was super digging Yeah, i mean it was awesome and I feel like when I keep it simple i'm I'm just better off
0: me too you know i'm actually i'm so I'm, I'm creating this track right now i'm like um for uh the the DIN label asked me to contribute to the tone science thing so I'm really excited about that oh that's really cool yeah and I I want it to be like on like as good good as I can make it so I've been um, I've been doing multi-tracking with it and I'm actually like building mini patches of stuff that I think sounds really cool and letting that go and then like adding and like fading from one thing to another rather than trying to make one giant patch and record it all like stereo I'm like doing it piece by piece and like building it that's cool yeah it's been a lot of fun but like my point is, is yeah, it's to build those little patches one by one, I'm keeping it more simple because I'm going with that approach and they are turning out cooler because it's just like, fo- I don't know, just the more time you spend on making like a one voice thing, maybe two modulation sources, like really work for you, then it's, yeah, it just stands out that much more. Well, I and mean,
1: it's kind of a jazz aesthetic too, like, you know, the silence in between the notes and all that stuff. And I don't think, I think when you get involved in like a a patch, it's like for me, I just... I lose the music part of it and just gain the patching part. Mm-hmm. And until I remember like, yeah, like listen to it and see what you've got and see what you like instead of just like, yeah, cool movement and all these modules and I'm modulating this and that. It's like my favorite patch I've done in the past month was like three modules yep. and it was
0: super simple and that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, thank you guys. Mitch, thank you so much for your time. Yay, thank you. Man. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks Yay. for having me. Uh-huh. And is um, um, where, where do people go? Um, well,
2: okay, so... <laughs> That's the, a
1: very general question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> crazy. Have,
2: have, yeah. Um, <laughs> totally. So, there's, uh, um, for the com, um, there's not a Euro Bureau page yet, but you can check out, um, pretty much it works the same as the pedal version, and the price hasn't been, we haven't finalized... The price we're thinking around six fifty and about three months release time mm-hmm. um, okay so so um yeah
0: Aprilish um, maybe yeah Aprilish around six fifty right okay yeah. um and then if you have a Zoya or end up getting the euro bureau go to the um what is the it's on the empress effects website
2: right yeah it ca- you can register your Zoya I think there's a link in the in the box okay. But and that's how yeah. you
0: vote. Put your like if you want something, put it in there, and, and then and then go vote for the things that you yeah. want. And you go, can be
2: go vote this year. Yeah, yeah your vote, <laughs> your vote matters at impresseffects.com. <laughs> and it matters. Democracy. That's a
0: good thing to put up there. And hopefully <laughs> yeah. we have a, a what was it? An you pay to vote
2: though, so it's not really
1: oh
0: really very
2: well. You got to buy the thing, so it's not really True. that democratic. Yeah. And hopefully but. we have a peaceful inauguration. Well, at least you don't have any... Sensitive. 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 Yeah. Oh, the, there's not yeah. going to be any... Sens- there's no you sensitivity know. in our government. <laughs> no. Anyway, no. regardless. Yeah, that's uh, true. I think maybe.
1: Nor
0: peace. <laughs> well, nor peace, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, to end on a light that's note... Um... Super Bowl Sunday! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah, I got to get out of here because, yes, I watch football. Don't don't get mad at Bur... me guys. I don't know. <laughs> I actually feel very conflicted about it after watching this documentary recently and all yeah. this CTE stuff. It's, so it's, up. it's really fucked up. Yeah. So I'm gonna watch this Super Bowl and then I'm done. Are you really? No, yeah. I'm gonna, I'll probably still watch it.
1: Yeah, I have guilt more because I, I like watching football and I feel cheesy saying that out loud.
0: I do too, but I also like watching action movies. And, oh, me too. You know, so. Born Identity. Dude. um... I don't know. The, I didn't, <laughs> <What>? I, didn't. <laughs> I fell asleep, but uh, the uh, the latest uh, mission I impossible. Oh that
1: one was amazing. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Cool. Tom Cruise is still in it? Yeah. 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 Dude, he's like plastic at this point, but yeah, he's good. Yeah. Awesome.
2: Yeah. I hope I Grow old to become plastic. <laughs> yeah.
0: you know, I, hope I hope I can afford to become plastic. I wonder how yeah. many more he's gonna do. I'll, I'll just be a robot. But, uh. <laughs> totally.
1: Is that Mitch? Kind of. Yeah.
0: yeah. Do you have any music you want anybody to? Man, <laughs> I'm out?
2: not really promoting anything okay. right now. Maybe except, soon. except for our patch except, challenge.
0: Yeah, yeah patch so challenge. It's download
2: soon. it. Yeah. 50 bucks on Bandcamp.
0: Mitch
1: and I are going to be touring at the local Emporium near
0: you. Yeah. All right. Thanks for joining us. In our our Honda Escort. (laughs) Thank you, Mitch and Ellison. That was a lot of fun. Please go to EmpressFX.com to learn more about the Zoya. Uh, Also, I want to say thank you to Patchworks, After Later Audio, Needham Woodworks, Eschatonic Modular, and you for listening. You make this show possible every week. If you would like to help keep it going, please visit patreon.com forward slash podularmodcast. Until next week.